What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Patalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode, Actually Agents with Luca Alberetti. We're here to help you crush your goals. Hey guys, so before we dive in here, I just want to talk a little bit about the price. So the price to listen to the podcast is free, but we ask you to pay it forward. Give us a like, give us a five-star review, give us a share on social media. We sincerely appreciate it and help us grow our network as you grow yours. And, and that's a basis of the conversation that we're going to have with Luca today. And we're really excited to have him and hear his story. Luca, Smash welcome. that like button, guys. Smash <laughs> that like button, as, as the YouTubers would say. Love it. Love it. Thanks for having me on. For sure. So, so this all started because I'm over, now. Number one, we've been following on Instagram actually agents for a little while, but uh, I'm also part of a real estate mastermind group on Facebook, and I think Luca posted somewhere that he was doing seventy million dollars of referrals, and it's like, what? Where the heck did that number come from? So I had to had to do some back checking on see who this was, and I'm like, oh, I already follow this guy, you know? So it's yeah. pretty awesome. And it's it's a lot higher. Than that now uh that 70 million number when i posted it it was like three days of me doing this this new thing off of the page um and it just kind of snowballed and now i think i mean the re referrals is, referrals is crazy you can throw big numbers out there you know not all of them are going to close but if i had to put a number to the amount of purchasing power we've we've referred out and you know signed referral agreements uh we're well over a billion and a half dollars Listen to this. He's driving that GDP after it got crushed by 32% because of COVID, right? <laughs> Good much. stuff. Um, so, like, how'd you start, though? Like, how do you start building that referral network, and how do you come up with the idea for, for what you have right now? So, I, I guess I got to back up a little bit to the start of the page. Uh, I started Actually Agents a year and seven or eight months ago, January 26th, 2019. Someone smarter than me can do the math on that. Uh, <laughs> And really, it just started as a fake Instagram to vent my frustrations with the real estate industry. And I wanted to be different than everybody else. I didn't want to just be posting what we in the community call normie memes, you know, memes that your grandma would share. Um, we, I just wanted a different spin on it. I wanted a meme page with personality. I also wanted to be able to create jokes that you know, outside of nobody showing up to your open house or, or this buyer backing out on you. I really set out to build narratives and build actually agents up as a character and get people invested in this crazy broke guy who's eating beans and maxing out his Macy's store card account. You know, just stuff you wouldn't find funny unless you were following the page for a little while. Absolutely, man. So even before that, even before that, so tell them about your background. Like I know, I know you're in real estate, but what do you do besides, besides actually agents? Yeah. So I'm a real estate agent. I'm also a part owner in a brokerage in Northern New Jersey and New York that my grandfather started way back. So it's not like I hung the ladder. It's just brokers. They have one foot in the grave, still signing contracts. There's not a huge, like, way to retire from the industry so true one day my grandfather zeroed in on me and i wasn't doing much with my life and he said you should get your real estate license and i did 
And then I was still going to college, still working a full-time job. And then I made my first commission check and I was like, wow, this is sick. And I dropped out of college and just <laughs> threw myself into it full time. And then naturally just more and more responsibilities started getting piled onto me. And uh, suddenly I became, you know, part of the management spot. I think that's really good perspective because that's where like the best content comes from. The fact that you had to live a lot of the stuff that you share, right? Oh yeah. From multiple angles too: the broker side, the agent side, um, you know, the purchaser side occasionally. So uh, I think it really gives a, a genuineness content that we put out because the stuff that does the best on my page is the stuff I'm going through right now, <laughs> you know, and it's hyperbolic. Like when I lose a deal, I'm not chugging vodka and, and eating beans out of a tin can, but you know, <laughs> we just blow it up and make it larger than life. And people love it. So, uh, so back to the referrals about six months ago, I started memeing this phrase. If you or anyone, you know, is looking to buy or sell real estate, please contact me. And the basic gist of it was you're not expecting the line to come and then it hits and it's so in your face and against the mainstream narrative that coaches are trying to push that you have to be subtle and, you know, kind of easel your way into the business. It's just so ironically non-subtle that people found it hilarious. And uh, a couple months of doing that and lo and behold, people started contacting me. Wanted to buy or sell real estate. Um, you know what? I love that though. Cause like, <clears throat> I know that Grant Cardone, uncle G is like infamous, but he just talks about how you have to ask for the business. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's where you were. Like you, you built this great page surrounded by some, some pains that you're going through. And then you started asking for the business and then it drafts this huge referral network for you. Like, yeah, it's incredible. And, and I decided, I just decided one day on a whim you know, because the main problem with social media is a lot of people have trouble monetizing if it's not YouTube. YouTube's yep, yes. great because you get the, the ad revenue, but it's really labor intensive creating the content and getting up to the point where, where you could do it full time. Instagram is even worse. You don't get paid for any engagement, nothing that's going on. So I'm hunting around for ways to monetize, wanting to sell mugs, uh, you know, content for real estate, racking my brain for a million different ways. And then some guy hit me up who's a ex football player actually. And he said, I want to, you know, I'm looking for investment properties in the Northeast. So I just threw it up on my story. And I said, is there anybody, you know, and his budget was up to a million dollars. I was like, okay, I'll take a referral on that all day, every day. Threw it up in my story, had a bunch of agents mess message me, hooked it up. And I was like, wow, there's something here. So I made a meme about that, you know, you guys think this is just a meme page, but I'm giving out business here. And then the next person to hit me up was a real estate investment fund down in Florida with hundreds of millions of dollars in backing. And they're like, we're looking for these props. And you want to talk about going from zero to 100 real quick, right? Like oh, drop, the, drop the Drake line. Like that's, that's baller stuff right there. Dude. And I just threw it up. I was like, who has properties like this? And then I stumbled into the fact now I'm a residential agent. I don't know the commercial world, but I guess it's a thing in the commercial world that these commercial agents for one reason or another, whether they want to double end the deal or the seller doesn't want to make it known that they're looking to sell these properties because then you have tenant flight risk. 
Right. Um, they're not publicly advertising these listings. Absolutely. Ooh, so, off market. Off, off market. market. <laughs> off market. And now it's sexy. That I don't know if you have any memes about that stuff, but like as soon as people hear off market, like the panties drop, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. They want first crack at it. <laughs> Frank's so, liking that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I put up the buyer profile. I said, I have this buyer looking for this, and I'm inundated with people. I have this, I have this, I have that. And then I put up, if that deal didn't work, I put up, this is the deal I have access to. Hit me up. And then it generated more buyers and more listings. And it just snowballed to the point where we had to rush a data out just to keep track of all this data because Instagram DMs are anything but organized. Right. Yes. And uh, we launched the beta, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm referring out at least at least like thirty million dollars worth of deals a day. So when you say thirty million, is that um, is that going to be the listing price that you anticipate? So like somebody comes to you and says, "I want to buy a million dollar property." That's a million of the thirty. Yep. Perfect. That's what money. And you know. Listen, I'm a, I'm a social media guy and you know, I'm hyperbolic in nature. So I always take the biggest and I, that's what I promo out there. Cause you got how you advertise you yourself. So, right. you know, if I send out a hundred million dollar buyer lead, guess what? Guess the volume of referrals I sent out that day, a hundred million dollars. Absolutely. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't change. I'm not lying. Um, uh, that goes right back to a book that um, I haven't finish the whole thing, but the 48 laws of power, it talks about attracting attention at all costs. Like that's one of the chapters. And they, they push out the 48 laws in order to help you achieve what you want in life. And, and that's exact, precisely one of the laws, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So my main goal right now is just shoot as many arrows as possible. And Absolutely. If, if one of them hits, I'm happy, you know? Um, right. That's it. And now I'm just, I'm learning. I'm up till 3 a.m. learning about commercial brokerage and how these deals operate. What information do I need to be getting from people? How can I improve the data? Um, and I'm just getting turned on to like, so many different aspects of real estate and the way big money moves in America that I never even imagined. Like Isn't private, it private equity brokerage, you know? I don't know if you guys know what that is. I sure didn't before I started doing this, but there's developers out there looking for finance and you don't yep. need a real estate license. You find them the financing, you can make a couple points on. Yeah. Yep. So we, we've done it. <laughs> we, we do that in our local market with hard money. We've been fortunate based on our success. So we've accessed the capital. And if we don't get the deal, there may be another investor who did, and we can help them line up the hard money to help them get that deal closed. They're, they're, like, that's the best part about real estate. And I think about like Jay-Z, there's a million ways to get it, right? A million ways to make a buck in real estate. I mean, I love the fact that you create this meme page to share some like kind of angst and, and stuff that you've gone through, right? And now it creates into this multi-million dollar, billion dollar uh, referral engine. Like that's incredible. It's, it's crazy. Dude. It's crazy. And it's, uh, it's only been two, two weeks, but I've always been a like dive head first type of guy. The best part is see that, where the wave takes me. The best part you can you can do it in your underpants for the couch, right? Like look at what I'm dressed <laughs> in today. Yeah, you <laughs> so don't need to stand you, up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and don't worry, I won't. I'll save gotta, you. I'll save so you guys, listen, and he he has a polo on, but we can't confirm what's below that, and we're gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> so, um, so I I think what you're what you're speaking to that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Um, I know because we've done it within my business a couple of times is say you have like a relative in Florida and they're looking for a real estate agent. You as a realtor, if they're say local to Rhode Island where we are, can help them look for that realtor in Florida. And that 
realtor will typically pay you a referral fee for helping them get a, a new client essentially. So is that yeah. similar to your process and how it works? That's pretty much it. But the most amazing thing is the market's so hot right now that I have, that I'm making money connecting agents to agents because the agents can't find inventory. So somebody so comes to better. me with an off market deal, uh, you know, I connect them and I, this is what I tell people. I say, listen, we're going to put it on the platform. I'm going to engage my network. If I find you an end user, you as an agent are going to make more money and you pay me a fee. If I find you an agent, I secure my fee with that agent. It costs you nothing. Right. So right. it's like you would be stupid not to because I'm really, if you're shopping these deals in your network anyway, I'm just giving you access to a bigger network. That's it. So a few things as I'm thinking about this. So Frank and I always talk about how it's better to make a fast buck than the last buck. So it's all about that connecting, right? And then two is you're the connector, right? So just like before I jumped on this podcast with you guys, I was trying to connect two folks over a deal that I wasn't really interested in, but I'd become that connector. So the next time person reaches out with a deal, they're thinking, I'm going to reach out to Jim first, or they're going to reach out to actually agents to make that connection because they know that business happens more quickly, or you're going to have the legitimate connection to help them clear that deal. Because my third point is, 100% of zero is zero, right? So somebody may have that great deal, but if they don't come to you to provide that connection, they may not be able to clear that deal. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we've done pretty well with our with our uh, social media, Instagram. Uh, by the way, memes have, have been hot for us. We try to do, you know, we're not as big as you, obviously, but we try to do, uh, you know, a few memes a month. And a few of them, it's like, oh, my God, that is bigger than, that's 10 times bigger than any other one we've ever done, any non-meme post we've ever had. That was just crazy. Hey, feel free to take any of my content. That's why I watermark it. Market. But I have agents come to me all the time that are sharing my stuff and they're like, I get such great engagement off your off your memes. You know, this is awesome. And they want me to take the page public so they can more easily share it, um, which I won't do. But uh, the, the just nature of the meme, if you really think about what a meme is, and this is kind of like esoteric and philosophical, but it's a viral thought injection. It's a way to convey a thought into someone else's mind and they're more accepting of that thought because you're, you're giving them a dopamine hit from the humor. That's kind of like, that's high level stuff, but I really, I really think about that with memes. That's why they go viral. I love the way that you broke that down. Can you step back through that one more time? Because I want, I want folks to hear that again, because honestly, that's some psychology stuff that not only in memes, but if you can apply that in the things that you're doing, I think it's incredibly helpful. Yeah, so a meme is a viral thought injection and it hijacks the receiving party's dopamine receptors to make them more accepting of the information because they're they're getting value out of it through the happy juices because it makes Bang. them laugh. So you're weaving in the information you want to convey and it's it turns them onto it. Kind of like inception, you know? The whole point of that movie, Inception, was they have to get to the guy's subconscious because he has to think he's the one having the idea. Right. So if you're implanting the idea through a humorous medium, you know, it just hijacks it. And they think they're the one coming up with it. But if you're laughing with something, you have to agree on some, some, on level, some level right? That, that this is true. This is true. So you're convincing Absolutely. them that this is true. So if a buyer sees a meme about how real estate agents get, you know, upset that they're not pre-approved before they look at houses 
and they find it funny, they're also accepting that it's true that they should get pre-approved before they look at houses. Right. So you're teaching in the process of making them laugh. I love that connection right there. And I'm thinking about, I don't know if it's your meme, but I'm thinking about that meme where it shows like the, the guy going up the six steps and it's like his first leg is six <laughs> steps up. I don't, I yeah. don't know whose that is, but that's what I think. I think the pre-approval. Pre yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out. That's uh, the Gino Montalvo originated that one. The, the pre-approval. He's on Instagram. He's a realtor in uh, Christie. Sells a lot it's of houses. Nice guy. This I'm is gonna... awesome. Now we've got like meme history on here too. Yeah, that right? is funny. Um, oh, I'm a historian, so we'll have to send you one or two because the we don't usually share other people's, but we will we'll, we'll share a few of yours. Usually we we use the obviously the, the whole concept of the meme is using somebody else's picture, but the wording is almost always ours. Yeah. And, the know, ad uh, copy. That's what I call it. The copy. That's it. Template in the copy. But I saw a couple of your stuff. You know what looks good for you guys when you do those those horror pictures. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that uh, was... oh my gosh, look at this bathtub. Hey, you know. <laughs> those aren't even supposed to be memes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a meme though. You're I mean on some level you're conveying a thought in there. Yeah, definitely. You know? That's I mean, that's I was... just Jimmy walking through buildings and saying, Wow, look how crappy this is. Yeah, but you're preparing people for for reality. You know, for reality, when they walk through these properties, you know, don't expect it to be sunshines and daisies. You're going to need some some CLR and some elbow grease, <laughs> if not a new bathtub. Just pay full price with 100% financing, and it'll be all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, all going to work much. out. It's all going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like I was working, walking through a property with an investor this morning and their daughter had just moved into one of the five units that they bought. And uh, like it was, it was clean. Like there was some stuff on the counters and like a couple of boxes, but it was all very neat. And they're like apologizing. I'm like, guys, listen, if you saw the stuff that I walk through, like it is incredible how people live. I'm, I'm always still surprised at how bad it is. Not, not to belabor a point, but. You ever been in a pet hoarder's house? I've been in a few of those. Oh my gosh. Sad yeah. for the animals, sad for the people, sad for the realtor showing the house. Yeah. So sad I'm, all around. I am thinking about a uh, 554 unit Union Ave in Providence. I'll throw out the address. Man, that that floor was more that carpet was more more oily than a pizza place. It was oh. I almost slipped. I was in there with my my partner, the property management company, and I said, listen. If I had actually fallen and slipped on this carpet, I think I would have just laid and cried. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like uh, just, uh. And then if the homeowner's there, you want to be polite. Do, do you want me to take my shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> no. Please say no. Please say no. We just had a real estate agent in oh. our company have that situation. And like, it wasn't a pet order per se, but these were people who didn't take care of their dogs properly. And I'm like, the homeowner asked them to remove their shoes. <laughs> she had to throw away her socks. Oh, disgusting. That's the, that's you know the, what though? at least she had socks on and didn't have like nice heels or open toed shoes or something. Cause that would have been, thank God. I'm, I'm holding back my lunch. I had lunch right <laughs> before this. this is, <laughs> no, I just, I can see this in my head because I've gone through this too. And it's just, again, this is like the dopamine hit as we sit here and we laugh about it. Right. Yeah. I'm just laughing because when you think of one of those bad properties, especially if the owner's right there and you don't want to say anything and, and, the, and they apologize, it's like you always say no matter what you say, oh, I've seen worse, no matter Sometimes what. Sometimes you haven't seen worse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had, I had to go into one that was so bad with the cats. They had already – the animal control had come and removed all the cats, but uh, the cat urine had, had disintegrated the, the drywall 
to a point you had to go in with a respirator. Like you could not place without a respirator. And the homeowner's just sitting there in, in their chair like it's no big deal. It's like normal. 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 It's normal. As, as we sit and think about this, I'm thinking about how uh, like one of our inside jokes in within the lion office is related to uh, walls painted in nicotine. Like if you're not a smoker and you go in somewhere that someone just, you know, sits in the chair and smokes, like you can see the walls painted behind them. Yeah. It's just wild. And you can't paint over that stuff either. You can tell when it's coming. And you know, I was, I, I was a smoker for, for many years and I finally switched to this thing, which at least makes me smell better. The vape. <laughs> there you uh, go. But you know, I, I would never, I don't know how people can smoke. I always thought it was. I don't Knife. I feel that. No, because it's like, yeah, different level. Different yeah, level I enjoy sure. a clean environment. I really do. I feel that. Not the cleanest person in the world. I pay my little sister to clean my clean my, my room for me. But uh, <laughs> when she cleans houses, she wants to make some money. I don't want to deal with it. My time's better spent elsewhere, you know? So. You're supporting a local small business. It's all good. Exactly, which is it's super important right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So are you out there, so you, you're an agent, you have your own brokerage, or you're part owner of a brokerage, you're, you're killing it with, uh, I don't know how you have time to make all those posts and everything else on actually agents. Uh, are you doing ownership? Are you buying houses right now, or rentals, or is that just not your part of this? Market I actually right don't own a single piece of real estate. I don't. I know it's going to kill you. you. That's okay. You, you buy that's at the, the bottom. Goal. It's not like I don't have that in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just I have I'm very cautious because in my line of work I have come across people who have over leveraged themselves. Um Absolutely. And, and I just you know, when the right deal comes along, I'll be right there pulling the trigger. But uh, you know, I just know that eventually the right deal is gonna come along for me because of where I'm at. Um and I'm so just actively out there looking right now if you don't mind me asking how old are you 26 26 all right so i am 31 and i think about i've read a couple articles on cnbc and they talk about how when we were like coming of age so when the financial crisis hit in 2008 i was you know 18 19 in college and our generation is a lot more timid to buy property because of that because we saw our you might have seen parents or relatives lose a ton of money in the real estate market. Now the stock markets come back and you still see people like investing in their 401ks because most people are forced to when they are, they're automatically auto enrolled. Retirement, they, yeah. they get the new job, but um, you still see people timid because we, we watched our relatives and so many people were close to go through that before. Um, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent me because I'm, my whole family was in real estate. That was our, vehicle you know my grandfather started the company my step my stepdad essentially my father is uh is in real estate and uh you know what they're going through right now in new york with nobody paying rent it's uh you know never mind 2008 just what's going on right now makes me makes me very very cautious to do that totally it's, makes sense. it's amazing how uh it's very uh state and regionally specific i mean Jimmy and I talk about this all the time. Uh, obviously, we're in COVID, and this will be released in the next month or so. But we've been pretty lucky up here in Providence. I saw a, a study that said that less than 1% of all the issues right now in Providence are due to COVID. Uh, 
the stimulus checks were still going out. People were still getting paid. But I know other states, they're talking about the eviction chances and everything else. But we've just lucked out lo uh, locally. We're considered one of the best markets right now. Thank God. I hope it keeps going for you guys. Our market, our market here is on fire. Absolutely on fire. Like you can't, you can't list them fast enough. But Seriously. I do have family who own rentals. Um, multiple sides of my family. They're all in real estate or big real estate family. Um, right now you can't evict anybody. A lot of them aren't paying rent. Um, you know, thankfully though, they've built up their portfolio so much over the years that they're not over leveraged. They don't owe money on these houses. We can, we can ride it for a little bit if, yep. if someone decides not to pay. And they were very cautious about the, the, the quality of tenant in there we've had one tenant in a single family house for uh 27 years now every yeah. month every month never missed a payment we offered to sell him the house uh he does the general maintenance to the house too. change it like never hear from this guy except to get the the check in the mail that's, that's a awesome unicorn, that's a unicorn tenant like anyone listening here like don't expect that to be the norm but thankfully that's what they've built up over the the past couple of, oh, which is buying. amazing stop buying in 08 yep works out so let's ask some questions that we ask uh, all of the people that we have on the podcast uh if someone wants to become a better investor uh what would you recommend they do right now uh save your money save your money a hundred percent wait for the next deal you're saying wait for the next deal don't jump into don't jump into a deal just because you think Time to jump into the deal. I know a lot of investors, you know, whether it's because it's a strategy they built up for themselves to acquire, you know, one door a year, two doors a year, that kind of thing, uh, they'll jump and and kind of kind of think that they need to move on something right now. But really, you know, be cautious and, and take the time to evaluate the deal and if it fits your investment strategy. Jimmy, you're gonna watch out here. We got an agent that's not talking about FOMO. It's like he has a target on his back or something. You know? I, honestly, I but love. This. We that's, agree. That's why. That's why I'm leaned back right now, just listening. I'm like, this is refreshing, right? To, but we agree 100, percent Luca. But you and I both know that there are many agents out there that are are just talking it up, talking it up, talking it up all the time. Well, listen, everybody's situation is different. Absolutely. Um, but there's, you know, there's general advice I'd give to people, and honestly, for me. For me as an agent, putting you into a house or selling your house, it's all about getting you the best deal possible, but putting you in the best situation possible so that, you know, you're in a good financially sound position five or 10 years from now to come back to me and say, Hey, I want to sell this house or Hey, I want to buy another one. If, if you go broke on it, just cause I went for one deal, you know, I don't get the three or five other deals because it worked out. So sometimes if it's not in your best interest to buy, I'm not going to push you to buy. And I'll tell you if the deal is bad. Well, that's just really important. So guys listening in, guys, girls, folks listening in, that is the type of realtor you want to align yourself with. And if you need a referral to a realtor, Luca can help you out through actual agents. So. I got you. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to put a caveat on there that I'm so busy with actual agents that we aren't taking anything underneath a million dollars. Oh, that's fair. Uh, that's amazing. It's, it's a great problem to have. I just go in, I pick the deals that I want. You know, that may all change in the future as we grow. But right now it's really just commercial real estate only because it's very easy to go on our site 
it's clunky right now. I'm not going to lie. The site is clunky. It's a rush data. We're, we're constantly making tweaks and improvements to it. But with commercial real estate, you can go on, see the general area, see the list price, see what the cap rate is, and you can evaluate just on that information whether you want more information. When you get into single family homes and people shopping for a home for themselves, you know, you get a lot of tire kickers, but also you get people with the bathroom fixtures look like it's, it's so much information and work that it doesn't really make sense. And I don't want to waste anybody's time either. Cause right. as a real estate agent, I get inundated with, with leads that are just crap. Yep. Crap. Especially when they're generated online. So I you just see them all the time, all the time. I just want to provide quality service for the people using the platform and uh, our focus right now is the the commercial side so on the on the other side uh people contact us through instagram all the time we'll give referrals i've given referrals in many markets jimmy and i have built out more and more people that we know throughout the country so yeah whatever people need all right next question uh what is one book that you've read that you would consider a must read uh ryan ryan sirhan sell it like sirhan um, I did a series on the I show. saw it. Go ahead. I, uh, I can't take all the credit because I had to bring a graphic designer on On that was really talented. But every day for, I think it went for 45 days, we would show Photoshop Ryan Serhant's face into an iconic picture or a meme just to, <laughs> to follow us back. So it was like day one of posting Ryan, Ryan Serhant's face in this photo until he follows me back. And Ryan Serhant is star of Million Dollar Listing, New York. He's one of the biggest real estate agents in the city, if not the biggest. Um, the series really did well because every day you would see this collage of get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> every day, consistency. And, you know, talk about a lesson in consistency. Uh, the engagements were horrible on him, absolutely horrible. <laughs> people were like dude you're crazy we, you know what are you doing and it was it felt like i was killing my account doing it because it, they were not performing well but then on the day he followed me back it was like the biggest post we ever had in the pages history because people were watching they may not have been liking or commenting but people were watching, watching. we have that all the time they're always watching you yeah so i would totally recommend his book because i read it prior to doing um you know, the series. And uh, he, he talks about it. I always think any of these books, if you get one thing out of it and retain it, oh yeah, well worth it. Well worth the $12, $15, whatever. You're, you're speaking was, my language. 100%. Yeah, his thing was have as many balls in the air as possible. You know, because I'm, I was the type of agent that when I lost a deal, it directly financially hurt me because I didn't have enough deals going on. Yep. This thing is have enough balls in the air and you drop one, it's not a big deal because you have all these other things going for you. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm translating that into the referral platform too. If I just keep shooting arrows, I don't care if one or two don't go because something's going to hit. We talk about this all the time with some of our students, all about deal flow. You know, if you have enough deals, it doesn't matter if one falls apart. You know, if that's your only deal, it's make or break you. But if you have four going on, seven going on at once, it doesn't matter. Pretty much, and in my own in my own private real estate practice now, I'm I'm doing that. I have I'm busier than I've ever been in my life doing the real estate side of things, and now all I want to do is focus on this referral side of things. <laughs> crazy how, and you know, it's just crazy how that happens. 
I had the biggest awesome. closing of my life today. Congrats. Biggest nice. house I ever closed. Yeah. Did uh, you tell us the price or not? Yeah, $1.65 million. Which that's is, awesome. If anyone from California is listening, that's like a that's like a rundown shed in a backyard. Uh, for us <laughs> or, here, for us Boston, here, right? Yeah, for yeah. us here, that's like five and a half times the average sales price. Nice. Uh, we had this. We had the seller had the year the listing for a year and a half. My dad worked on it with me. Uh, we had the deal put together like four times. In a four year and a half. Oof. Dude, four times I had it put together, three times with my own buyer, four times I celebrated the deal coming together, and four times it fell apart. That son of a gun, the fifth one went. Perfect. Fifth time's a charm. <laughs> All right, next question. Last question. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And what that means is where do you see you and your business five years from now? Uh, I want to have a platform that rivals Net. I love that. Better. Better than LoopNet. I'm going to look forward to that. Yeah, for real. That, that's where I want to be in five years. And I we're ready. To, LoopNet sucks. Yeah, I want to go. Second <laughs> I've, I've had commercial agents tell me LoopNet is where deals go to buy, die. Yep, yep, I've heard that. And, and the beautiful thing about the platform and what we do is, you know, a lot of agents aren't working on these multi-million-dollar deals. Like those are unicorns for them never even imagine being there when they're out there prospecting they're prospecting for 200 300 thousand dollar houses and they're trying to go on this volume-based business but what i do is i take the investor profiles what they're looking for what their budget is i put it up there and i tell the agents i say if you want to prospect and go after the big fish go find me these properties yep that's your listing agreement we'll put it together everybody eat yep so that's what i'm do. i'm want to give the agents who follow me and who have supported me for these two years, I want to give them the opportunity to get in on this. So, you know, that's five years. I want to be maybe doing an IPO. That's what I want to do. So, I love that huge yeah. goal. I can't, I can't wait to just continue to follow your journey and watch you get that. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I can pull some deals off that platform too. Cause I'm with Frank Lip that sucks. So I, uh, I love the huge, the huge goal setting. And uh, just the power of visualization. You're speaking into existence right now, and I'm I'm a huge believer in that. So, yeah. so. I almost have to I almost have to curb myself because I'm one of these people who gets so excited about something that I start thinking way like way big, you know, like. But I really think that excitement and that passion and telling everybody about it is really what's going to drive it to the end goal. You know, a lot of oh, people yeah. they don't want to jinx themselves, but I'm just so I have. Found a passion in real estate that I haven't felt since I got my first commission. And I love I that. So you got to keep chasing. Now. You got to keep chasing. Got to keep keep chasing. What was uh? Didn't Gary Keller write a book related to that, Jimmy? Like one? What was it? The one thing. You know. So Luca, in your think about it. As you're growing this business, you got to just narrow it down. What's one thing you need to do today to to, to bring that forward? you know, and make uh, monthly goals, quarterly goals, et cetera, just to make that happen. Because uh, I can easily see you making it happen. You just got to keep pushing it every day. You can do it. That's it. I want to I send out one referral a day, minimum. Love that. Or at least make one genuine connection with somebody who's going to send me business a day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I haven't failed in that yet. So the more connections I make, the more connections I get. 100%.
So Luca, we appreciate you being on the podcast today. If somebody wants to reach out to you, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, Instagram at actually agents. I try to respond to every DM. Um, it's impossible to do it, but I do, I do try. Um, and go to the website, actuallyagents.com. If you're looking for those big commercial deals, fill out an investor profile. If we approve you, you'll get posted on our properties wanted list. Um, and again, it, it's just a beta right now. It is clunky. Bear with us. We're making continuous changes and improvements. This is like all happening in the past two weeks. And uh, so actually agents, anywhere we are online, will get in touch with us there. Good stuff. I just so saved it as a favorite. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody listening in, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between time, feel free to check out our website at cashflowkings.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook under the handle The Cashflow Kings. What we got to say, Luca? One, one more thing. You got it. If you or anyone you know is looking to buy or sell real estate, please contact me. Bang. That's he's asking it. for the, He's asking for the sale. We love it. You, you got to ask it. I love that. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.